Welcome survivors of Christmas and Yule and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, which still has two days to go. Please raise your hand if you're wearing an article of clothing you just received as a gift. Nice. For better or for worse, we have only one major midwinter holiday left. I confess it's my least favorite. I trace this prejudice back to childhood memories of adults getting stupid on New Year's Eve. But worse than its assault on sobriety is what New Year's has done to resolutions. In our postmodern culture, a New Year's resolution is a joke, a sad charade we annually perform knowing full well that our weakness, our addiction, our vice will defeat us in a matter of weeks, if not hours. Rather than hope and renewal, New Year's, for many of us, symbolizes hopelessness and cynicism, the triumph of the same old, same old. We should know better, after all, than to challenge the quirks and habits forged in the crucible of our miserable childhoods. In the movie Sleeper, Woody Allen is told that he has awakened two centuries in the future, and he exclaims, 200 years! I was just starting analysis. I'd almost be cured by now. But there is another view stated beautifully by Viktor Frankl, whose faith in humanity survived the Nazi concentration camps. Every human being, he said, has the freedom to change at any instant. Every human being has the freedom to change at any instant. For me, this message is as radical and powerful and transformative as any in the Gospels. Some might say it is the message of the Gospels. Every human being has the freedom to change at any instant. Well, if we really have the freedom to change, why don't we? Why do we make the same mistakes, indulge the same patterns, step on the same landmines over and over? Well, two reasons, at least, come to mind. Fear and inertia. First, there's fear of failure. We've stumbled so many times, we dread another humiliation. But life is nothing more than a continuing experiment. And if we observe our results, whatever they may be, we can grow wiser. Thomas Edison, inventor of the light bulb, the phonograph, and the movie camera, was also famous for his failures. I am not discouraged, he said, because every wrong attempt discarded is another step forward. But then we can also fear success. We've grown rather fond of our foibles. They've become old friends, much more comfortable than the tiresome virtues that might replace them. So we have to look hard at our lives and ask if we are truly content. Do our habits, our ways of being, consistently bring peace and joy to ourselves, our families, 
our communities? Are we the people we once dreamed of becoming? Are we consistently living our values? Now, if we can get past our fear, we still face the power of inertia. Objects at rest tend to stay at rest, and some of us have been stationary for a long, long time. Habits wear a deep groove in our neural pathways. But the good news is we can choose to lay some new neural pathways of our own device. But first we have to decide. The power of decision has changed the course of history. Gandhi organized the people of India to throw off the yoke of colonialism because he decided to. Rosa Parks sparked the civil rights movement by refusing to yield her bus seat to a white man because she decided to. When you came in this morning, each of you should have received a three by five card along with your order of worship. If you need one or you need something to write with, please raise your hand and Grace or another usher will bring it to you. So if you need a three by five card or something to write with. And I invite you to write down two decisions that will improve the quality of your life. Don't write too big because there'll be a little more to write in a moment. But just for now, think of two changes you could make in your life that you know will make a positive difference. It might be to quit smoking, lose 10 pounds, gain 10 pounds. It could be to get out of debt. It could be to start meditating or exercising or spending more time with your partner or your children. It could be to come to church more often. It could be to make up with someone with whom you've quarreled. Be as specific as you can. How much weight to lose or gain and by when. How much to put into savings each month. Don't worry about how you're going to do it for now. We'll deal with that next. Just decide. You know what you need to do. Karen Whittington is visiting us from California. She's Borg's daughter. She told me that she's just decided to start a Unitarian Universalist fellowship in her small town there because there is no UU worship opportunity there presently. And that's, that's a wonderful decision to make. So I'll sound the bell now and again in a moment to give you a little more time to think and write. After deciding, we have to act. Decision without action is just talk. 
Decision with action is a juggernaut for change. Action energizes a decision like pulling the cord on a chainsaw. So I invite you now to write down three simple things you can do today or tomorrow at the latest, consistent with the two decisions you just made. So if you decided to quit smoking, you can throw out your cigarettes. If you decided to apologize to your spouse for the argument you had last night and your spouse is sitting next to you, you can squeeze their hand right now. If you decided to undertake a project requiring information you don't have right now, you can decide to look it up on the internet this afternoon. I'll give you another moment to write down the three actions you'll take. Now, the next step is to enroll your family and friends in supporting your decision. This was what I call declare in the six D's of dreaming big. So if you're kicking caffeine, for instance, you know, your family and friends need to know not to press that cup of coffee on you. And the public declaration of your decision will help hold you to it. Email it to your contacts, post it on Facebook, tweet it to your followers. And Check out stick.com, that's stick with two Ks, S-T-I-C-K-K.com, where you not only declare your intention, you can put real money on it to be forfeited, if you choose, to a cause you oppose if you don't meet your target. So I put my money on a group that denies global warming, and believe me, I've met all my targets on stick.com because I will never send them a dime. Now, if you're grappling with a serious problem or addiction, by all means, find a support group or make an appointment with your minister or both. And if you believe in a God who supports your highest aspirations, be sure to invoke that power in support of your own. Now, if you have written down two decisions and three actions on your 3 by 5 card, take that card home with you and share it with others. For you, the process of change has already begun. The Roman poet Horace, best known for his injunction, Carpe Diem, seize the day, also said, one has half the deed done who has made a beginning. Happy New Year. Amen. And blessed be.